When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I am your co-host, Jay Rosales. I am joined in the uh, hypothetical booth, I guess you could say, with Dre. Yes, with Dre <laughs> and Jason. All three of us, the three amigos, are back together first time mm. in quite a few episodes, actually. Uh, and I'm excited and so excited. You can probably hear my wife screaming in the background trying to excite our dog. But very <laughs> excited to be here joining you guys. Dre, how you doing, man? Uh, fantastic. I'm very happy that uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly are back. Obviously, this is the ugly speaking. So, oh, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, come on, man. This is a. Uh, well, I just wanted to shout out a, a film that I love. Anyway, uh, this is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I threw in the three amigos already. So, you, 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 it was on you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, it's, it's, um, it's good to talk basketball again, even though I don't know how much about the Raptors we can discuss, but there is a little bit. So um, mm-hmm. lots of stuff in the league as well. So uh, I'm excited. Jay, uh, how's it going? Uh, it's going It's going well, man. Honestly, it's uh, like we just spent the last 10 minutes before even we recorded just to catch up. Like it's been time, like Jay said, when all three of us are actually together to talk. And, you know, it's, it's just fun talking to my friends really. And this time about the Raptors and also not about the Raptors. So welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans and Raptor fans. The Raptors are back home. Finally. Like it just it felt like forever to be honest, and yeah, they might have had a two and six, uh, two and know, four road, two and four. I apologize to an idea. I, I know <laughs> I made a mistake in, this, in in the notes, but the two and four road trip it might have been not as what as we expected, or was it we expected? But regardless, again, it was just good to talk to you guys again. Um, so before we get into all of that, can I just say, can I just flex a little bit and say that I am officially complete my christmas gift wow <laughs> wow i'm just flexing right there man i know it's not even december and i just don't want to get into the craziness man so i went i went bo- boxing or black friday shopping went to some of the malls today and they're all done my list is done check marked and all let me guess Great. your tree is up as well isn't it <laughs> see i don't even have i have one of those really small fake ones and yeah like I don't, I've never had. A, have you guys ever had a real Christmas tree? Not a real no. one, no, no, no. no. Eh? I've heard that like once you start though, you can't not do it. Like the smell is like it smells like yeah. Christmas. And Actually, that stuff, that's but... interesting that you say that because uh, my girlfriend and I, uh, we were in the elevator and somebody obviously had a real one because it shed everywhere in the elevator. <laughs> right. Oh, the bad news the is, tr- yeah, yeah. All, the bad news is this is a mess. The good news is that this elevator smells really nice. So that was like our <laughs> first taste of it. So you <laughs> never know. We might, we might be converted. <laughs> but that, okay. So here's my question for all you, I know Raptors fans, we'll, we'll talk about the Raptors soon, but again, we haven't talked to each other for a long time. So I want to ask you guys, have you heard any horror stories about like, you know, finding, uh, like what I've heard about Christmas trees is that one you you have to bring it into obviously your house, but like there's a lot of stuff that's still in the Christmas tree, uh, and then once it dies, you have to I guess throw it out yourself. So for for me and Dre who work who live in apartments, Jay, you I know you live in the house, but for us like in an apartment, what what do we do? Did we just throw it down the garbage chute? Like I don't like how big is the tree? I'm just so confused, man. So many questions. So many questions. And so no one on this podcast can answer it. <laughs> Which means we rely on you, the listener. So please chime in. Anyone here who has uh who owns a real Christmas tree, please help yeah. us out. 
Is there a bird in it? Okay, anyways. Okay, let's talk about the Raptors, man. So the Raptors come back from a two and four road trip. And you know what? We I honestly thought we weren't looking too bad during the during the stretch. I see that they, they were very tired, especially in the last game. It's the last game of the road trip. Everyone was just kind of running through mud against Indiana. But you know, like obviously the game against Sacramento, we'll talk about them because they're they're garbage and we won against them. Uh, it, it is honestly, I just feel like it was just a very long road trip. This team is young. We're outside of if we took out Goran Dragic out of this lineup, we would be the mo- the youngest team and the most the least experienced team right now. We're the third least experienced team in the league, so it's it's growing pains. That's all it is. Jay, I wanted to throw out some stats for you because I know you love that. I wanted to say Raptors defensive rating so far. Uh, in the so far in the season, okay, we are dead last, thirtieth, thirtieth in For, defensive rebounds ooh. at thirty point eight, twenty sixth in points allowed at one hundred and ten point five, twenty eighth in opponent second chance points at fourteen point eight, and twenty eighth in assists at twenty one point zero. So those are the negatives. I have positives, but what do you think about those stats so far? Not um, good, Bob. Not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that is uh, especially considering we were a team with a massive defensive rating not that long ago, albeit we had Kawhi and Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, to collapse that much, to collapse that much is really not good. Because you, you think of it this way. We've not been as bad as projected, uh, but we could also be a lot better. But having said that, can you imagine if we had a, even a slightly better defensive rating, what that would look like? Because it's hard to be top 10. Top 10 means you have a great defensive team. But when you're at the bottom 10, that means you have no defense. Can you imagine if we were a little better, what our ratio might look like? And that kind of hurts to think about. You know what? Uh, it's it really is a bit of a topsy-turvy thing here, right? Because the Raptors are... Well, actually, I, I just one correction on the defensive rating thing. The Raptors are 30th, but that's over the last... I think it's two, three weeks, something like that. But like over the season, oh. they are, quote-unquote, only 25th. Oh, come, uh, that's, so, that's so it's still bad. bottom 10. It's that's still, still bad. bottom 10. I mean, it's it's kind of bad. It did start the season as a top... I think they were number six. They were pretty high in, in the beginning of the season. And you know, there's high hopes that this could this would be the what we all expected. We expect this to be a a below average offensive team and a very good defensive team. It's been the opposite, right? You know, all the defensive mm-hmm. stats you just threw out there are, are, are accurate, Jason. Uh, but on the flip side, the offense, hey, it's a top ten offense in the league. That's the shocking yeah. part to me. They are number eight in the offense in the NBA, and uh, it, it's it really is mind boggling to me. And we saw bits of that in this six game road trip, where the the offense did its part to keep the Raptors in the game. But like, I mean, look at these totals throughout this road trip, right? I mean, one eighteen to Portland, one nineteen to Utah, one nineteen to Golden State, like. Really, it was only the thrashing of Sacramento that that really propped up the defensive rating on this road trip. But really, it's it's at least 113 each of the other five games. That's that's not great. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if we should if we're if it's time to like point fingers or, or point blame or anything. But um, I'm going to say yes. that it's it's it really is the it's it's the what Jason was speaking about earlier that that, that lack of experience right you're asking a lot yeah. of young players here to adjust to a very sophisticated system where everyone needs to be moving on a string and mm-hmm. with only three guys there who know this system in and out between Fred OG and Pascal who mm-hmm. by the way one of them has missed half the season so far the other one has missed a third already so like there's there's a lot of uh, inconsistency there within the rotation. So without those three linchpins in, it it is going to be difficult. And you know they're going through their growing pains right now. But again, I'm gonna you know I'm always glasses half full. So we mm-hmm. we look at this 20 games ago when the season first started and say, hey, you're about to enter December almost at 500, a top 10 offense where the defense is really where you know you can shine. It just takes it takes time, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that there's there are signs of hope here, right? And the fact that 
it probably also helps that the NBA has extended the the playoff bracket to allow ten teams because even though the Raptors currently sit twelfth, I'm not worried. Uh, I think that they can almost walk or sleepwalk their way into a play in position because at one point, at some point, please dear God, they'll be healthy, and when they yeah. are, they'll they'll get in, and they are a team that several analysts have said. This is a team that nobody likes to face. Like, yes, they 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 look bad right now, but they're not a team that people like to face. I feel like one other important thing is, you know, we bring up this young core, but seeing just how quickly Scotty Barnes is getting comfortable. Yes. To me, Scotty Barnes reminds me of a of like a John ja Morant, who we're going to discuss more later in this episode for unfortunate reasons. But he reminds me of like a John ja Morant or a Luca, where. He's comfortable already. So imagine not too far down the road when he only gets even better. So that side of it makes me feel a little comfortable because it's not just a young guy at that point. It's somebody who could potentially be on the helping end, the receiving end of our current predicament. Um, Yeah, so at least that's a light at the end of the tunnel for me, knowing that one of the young guys is a potential rookie of the year. There was this one play, speaking of Scotty Barnes, there was this one play uh, against Indiana last night where Scotty Barnes had the ball in the top of the key, about like the corner, around the corner three, and he was being guarded by Sabonis. And it was like around maybe 10 seconds left in the shot clock, and Precious was going to come up for a screen. Scotty waved him away so he can go ISO. And by doing so, he did a crossover through the legs, didn't work. Crossover again through the legs, it worked this time, got, got into his uh, Sabonis's body and got an and one. It was a very pivotal moment in the game, and I thought that was so impressive by this rookie. He called off one of the best uh, screeners on your team to go ISO against a pretty well good defender, and he got an and one out of it. Like, how... I don't know. I have never seen that before. And and that's extremely impressive. There's anything that comes out of this road trip. I mean, Scotty is one of them for sure. I think Gary Trent Jr. has come out as one of our top, uh, like, get a shot out of nowhere players that also we haven't defensively, seen. defensively, he's so yes. well-rounded. And I said last year, um, Gary Trent Jr. is going to come out of this. Okay, he's not quite the MIP like I would have hoped, but... We're seeing a different side of this guy, and he's looking great. Mm-hmm. So, so this is the thing. I think offensively, we're fine. I, 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 it's just more of like an effort thing when it comes to the defense. And, and you're right, Jay. I, I think that this is a young team, an inexperienced team, playing for an extremely exper- experienced, sophisticated coaching style. That is going to take some time for this team to accumulate. And to get used to and to play, like you know, everybody on a string. Uh, Nick Nurse is going to throw some schemes that people are not used to, and I, not just for analytics people, not just for fans like us, but for players too. So it's going to take some time, and I think it just has to go up with the, you know, the, the effort. Really, Fred said during uh, the today's presser, and we're recording this a day before they play the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred said, quote, offensively, it's like, whatever, we'll figure it out. But defensively, to not compete, no consequences at the rim, no physicality, no talking, come out of the timeout, we're not matched up, falling asleep, that stuff that can't happen, we got to fix that. I think that just comes with experience, don't you guys think? Yeah, yeah, it is going to come with experience. And, and if I'm going to nitpick the, you know, you, you brought up the Pacers game and Something that really bugged me in that game is if if you get a chance after you listen to this podcast, I would recommend visiting NBA.com, go to the game section, and go back to the Pacers uh, Raptors game. <laughs> you, you don't have to, but it's just, a, just it's an ugly to, one. It, but I will say this: How about this? I'll, I'll throw this out there as as, a, as to pre- preface what I'm about to say. I guarantee you that on March 26, when the Raptors face the Pacers again, assuming we're all healthy here. Um, that I guarantee you, the Raptors are going to destroy the Pacers. Um, they did so, so in the first. Well, they they did so in the first matchup against the Pacers this year, and and eked out a close one the second time around. But the reason why I think that is, I, I feel like it almost seems like Nurse is playing rope a dope with the Pacers. Like mm-hmm. the mm. the defensive schemes he had on Sabonis, and this is what I'd like. You know, if if anyone could just check this out, take a look um, in 
in the game section, there is a section where you can look at each play, like video of each play, and check right. out the video of any of Sabonis's points. And you'll notice that when Precious Achua is guarding him, he always let him go left. And that is the worst mistake you can do with Sabonis. <laughs> In the previous matchups, when the Raptors have been able to keep him contained, it's always been a double coming at him from the left side to force him to go right. Or the defender, even a one-on-one, is forcing him to go right. I don't know why Precious Achua kept letting him go left time and time again. Look at his points again. Check it out. I urge you to do it. And you'll see why the Raptors... It's it's a very easy fix is what I'm trying to get at. So... Um, but but let's let's Question. get back to the yeah yeah go ahead. Did Tim Burch play those two Pacers games that we won? He sure did. And that's another he thing. Sure A did. lot of people have uh, like you have have picked up on uh, Precious Achua's um, shortcomings this season. I don't know if it's the pressure getting to him. I feel like it'll be okay. But yeah, his um, his inexperience and lack of uh, of on and off ball IQ is really showing. I feel like although that <laughs> that one game against Memphis where he had a stat line first quarter zero points second quarter zero points third quarter 17 points fourth quarter zero points he basically went in you know stamped his car for 12 minutes and said I'm good I'm good basically I'll give you, I'll give you one good quarter if you can do that every game hey I'm, I'm down for that yeah. man I think no, he was uh, simulating his my career until the third it was like oh I should probably play something <laughs> <laughs> he just was on pause for for the for the first half really oh, died and he had to like go to the shop to buy the batteries that weren't in his drawer <laughs> he just let the game roll and he's, he's like i'm back that, that's the type of precious that the raptors fans have been looking and i'm sure raptors in general have been like they know that he has spurts moments where he can be an offensive juggernaut. I mean, last year, I know Josh Lundberg po- uh, pointed this out. Last year, he only shot, what, two three-pointers his entire career so far as mm-hmm. a Heat. Now he shot, I think he he was like two uh, two or three from the three three-point three. land. He already got three he for three. that in one quarter against the Grizz. Yeah. Wow. Like, if, his, if he can find a stride that we all have seen already – Along with a healthy Kem Birch, along with a healthy OG, and don't forget, Presh, uh, what Utah, Utah coming back in that game too was huge. So you're right, man, Jay. Like, there's every once everyone is healthy, it is very intriguing to see what kind of def- defense, which is clearly lacking, maybe not in the you know steals category because they're actually number one with nine point eight steals per game, but I feel like once everyone is healthy. This is a very intriguing, intriguing team. And one yeah. more, one more precious stat. Well, not really a stat here. He's actually just less than two months older than Delano Benton. It just gives you an idea of how young this guy is, right? Like you can almost treat Precious as uh, an advanced rookie. Like he's mm-hmm. so young and still raw. There is a lot of room for... If we're going to say that Banton has room to grow, we should definitely afford that same luxury to Precious Achua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing about Precious is uh, he certainly is trying. Again, it's just a like a mistake type thing is the way that I see it. I feel like with this squad, with the right people, with you know the right amount of work ethic, which he has, I'm not worried in the long run. These are just temporary current things. Mm. So, yeah, the the fact that they were on a six-game road trip, and I believe it's the longest of the season. Uh, they have the one next, more six-game. They have a next one. Is that is that the one in March? That's always yeah, yeah, like yeah, the another six-game. Uh, that one's the okay, one okay. worse, but anyways. That one's with <laughs> yeah. the – I think that's one with the Laker. Lake, or that's the, the Laker, Laker Clipper, Clipper yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ooh, that one's going to be rough. So that's going to be in March. But, however, we already got one out of two gone or done. The next 10 games have nine of them at home. So let's look forward just a bit. Okay. We don't have to go crazy. Uh, but the next three games, I say, before we talk to you guys again, Raptor fans, tomorrow again, we're, we're recording. Hey, Dre, this, hey, Dre uh, sorry to cut you off, Jason. Isn't it funny that, hey, Dre, isn't it funny that Jason said, let's not look forward, and yet he flexes that he finishes Christmas shopping a month in advance? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jason, go ahead. Yeah. Well, Do you, you have know, the I'm New still... Year's crackers too, huh? <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> 
we'll bust it out the next and... the next episode. <laughs> next right, episode, I, I I'm already in 2022, which I would not blame you for that, Jason, because <laughs> these last two years, uh, you might have to censor me. <laughs> that's all good man uh still flexing done my christmas shopping whatever uh (laughs) so the next three games sunday against boston okay uh they've already mentioned how Jalen brown is questionable dennis schroeder is already out ruled out robert williams already ruled out if you guys remember the last game versus the Celtics, where we got pretty much hammered uh schroeder and robert williams were the you know we're kicking our ass i mean robert williams himself got, had 13 rebounds and 16 points not saying that just because of him that they won but that was a factor for sure uh schroeder also he had 20 points in that game so i'm just thinking you know that that we thought because of Jalen brown last time he was out last game against you know when we when we played them but they kicked our ass so i'm just thinking that this might be a good rebound game uh to come back to get the stride back Tuesday against Memphis, like Dre, like Dre mentioned, John Morant is out with a left knee sprain. That looked pretty scary, but what they've said, what Woj has said at least, is that it's a sprain and he might be out for maybe a week or two, which okay. is good news okay. for Memphis news fans. For thankfully, thankfully yeah. that's not one thankfully. of those ACL tears. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it looked pretty scary. And then Thursday against the Bucks, who you know they they started off kind of slow, but they've picked it up and won six in a row. So I'm just thinking it might be a good way to get back to stride, have some momentum going, maybe get a win against both Boston and Memphis, who are kind of uh, licking the wounds a little bit again. And then we you know fight against the Bucks, who have kind of gotten our number the last couple of games, uh, even in the past seasons. What do you guys think about our next three games? Uh, just one note on you know a stat that you brought up earlier, right? How the the Raptors have a very poor defense. Memphis is the worst in the entire NBA, and it's actually mm-hmm. by a large margin. So, which when, is also when sad. I wrote, yeah, that is that is also sad. Considering you know uh, grit and grind. <laughs> yeah, I wrote I wrote in my uh, wrap up last week when I previewed the games. I said that you know this would be this would be a win over Memphis, but they've gone from grit and grind to oh shoot, what did I say? It was uh, split and find, as in split the defender and split find the open man. And f- Ouch. So Ouch. I'm hey, glad it didn't hey. come back to bite me because that's well that's truly what they did to the Grizz. Yes. Um, also, can I can we just shout out D- uh, Dylan Brooks? I mean, one, he's looking like a member of Bone Thugs and Harmony with that with with that. Oh, and love it. And two, as he like was mocking Siakam's ah ah, you know when Siakam always goes in for like a trying to cause a foul. Like I, honestly, I, it it was kind of funny. Like it was it was pretty good. Shout out, shout out to and yeah. like doing that in front of your. You know, we assume too that he's going to be part of Team Canada. Doing that in front of your your future coach, like, come on, man, <laughs> Nick Nurse is just going to bench you. Like, don't even bother trying out for Team Canada if you're going to do that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, man. in terms of early thoughts on on the next three three games, uh, you know, Boston is always going to be tough, it's similar to to Milwaukee. But I, I'll be honest, I didn't even know about those those injuries uh, before this recording because uh, it. Boston has looked good, you know, since since that uh, they're totally a different team than the one that the Raptors thrashed in the second game of the season. Mm-hmm. That's not who Boston yeah. is anymore. They they've cleaned things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ime Udoka has done a great job of of kind of riding the ship there, but those those injuries are kind of key, right? And it, that's hard to say because it's it's really as long as Tatum's there, they always have a chance, but that does kind of hurt them. Um, and then for for Memphis, you know, I, I could speak at length about how bad their defense is but I, I will point out one other travesty is i don't know yet what uniforms they're wearing but they better be wearing the old schools because they mm. didn't the first time around they'd better the second time because you just need to like there's no way the raptors and grizzlies don't use their old school jerseys when they face each other do you remember when yeah. they were doing the retro jerseys and Vancouver, they, they they had the Vancouver Grizzly jersey, um, yeah. but John Morant was like, "Can you can you put Memphis in there?" See, that really? pissed me off. Yeah, he oh. said that on, on on as as a tweet. I was like, "Listen, Ja, no, li- no, I know no, you no, weren't no. alive when the Vancouver <laughs> Grizzlies were playing, but those that colorway, that green, that Grizzly bear, that's that's old school Here, man you can't you, you gotta leave that alone you could have summarized it in a much more concise way listen jaw nah 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> no more Hanks, not this time. <laughs> Do we have a prediction for the next three games? What are the uh, the teams so against Memphis? Boston, Memphis, Milwaukee, all at home. Mm-hmm. Outside of Memphis, no, ba- no back to backs. Uh, Memphis is looking a little atrocious right now. Even when Jaw was here, it looks like he's like, kind of carrying the team. Without him, God help them. Uh, Memphis is going to be a win. Um, Boston and Milwaukee, two Eastern teams that looked a little shoddy when the season started, they're clicking now. I think they're they're going to be losses. I'm just going to say that now. Interesting. I, I'm Jay. just going to go. I'm going to try to go different from you. Um, although you're, I would probably sound the same. But um, yeah, Memphis win. Um, one of Boston or Milwaukee will be a win for the Raptors. Mm. I don't know which. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to hedge my bets here. I did have Toronto over Boston in my wrap up. But if you actually read my analysis, it it really does gear towards a Boston win, but I'll just, I'll hedge my bets and say that, that the Raptors will win one of those two because uh, OG is going to be back fairly soon. And yeah. that he's a key cog, right? He's, he's number two in the NBA in minutes per game. That's a lot of minutes to be making up for considering how well he started the season. So I'm going to say the Raptors win one of those two. What about you, Jason? Right. I'm going all three wins. Wow. I'm Ooh. going all three. I'm putting my neck out Home there. Home cooking, huh? I- yeah, that's it. There's something different. Okay, I know that we haven't really been winning in at home, but I I feel like these guys are have been waiting to get home. These this young group of guys haven't really, you know, been clicking too much during this uh, you know, away stand, but I think that with Boston's injury report uh, with Schroeder and Robert Williams out, I feel like that's going to be huge losses for Boston. I I don't see think that we're going to win that one. John Moran is is the heart and soul right now for Memphis with him being out. Hopefully he comes back soon. I don't think that Memphis can, can go against the physicality of the Raptors. And because of both the Boston win and the Memphis win, the momentum going against the bucks, this is going to be the first time we see Scotty Barnes against Jonas Antetokounmpo and look out for uh, him clamping him down. So I'm going to say all three wins for the next three, three games for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. Yeah. There's there there's a Twitter account that I follow. I mean, there's a lot of stats related Twitter accounts I like. Uh, this one, Eustachio uh, Rauli, he's he's kind of a stats guru for NBA Twitter, and he's compiled uh, net ratings for each of the teams. And the Raptors sit at number thirteen. So this is not about wins and losses. This is about how he's broken it down is by how have the the respective teams played against. Um, the top 10 in the league, the middle 10, and the bottom 10, and then aggregating that all together in some neat and tidy net rating. And the mm. Raptors sit 13th above, just above, one spot above Milwaukee, uh, five spots above Boston, and several spots above Memphis. So three wins, that's that's not entirely out of the realm of possibility. That's what I'm saying. That's what, and the uh, championship parade is going to be <laughs> up and running already in, in Raptors Twitter. But uh, if you guys have nothing else to say about the Raptors, I, I totally want to ask you guys about, you know, a couple of things that happened throughout the NBA last week. Uh, so let's take a break and come back and talk to you guys soon.
Now that is something that I think Jason missed out on because he bought his Christmas gifts so early. Hey. Oh, he should have waited and he could have gotten hey. this service hey. and a product. I am getting shit on today. I yeah. like it. We gotta fit in at least one or two fired. more of these. This is great. Pew, 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 pew. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> no, we're just we're just jealous because we know we know the uh, the jingle all the way hell that is facing us. Whereas you're already finished, so uh, it's it's out of saltiness. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you got your snow tires on people i know it's snowing mm -hmm. soon just you know be safe out there please my appointment's next well, week so getting there perfect <laughs> welcome back to that's a rap podcast a podcast by raptors fans for raptors fans clearly raptors fans we haven't talked to each other for a hell of a long time so we're going off on tangents i apologize but in the beginning of this episode we talk about the raptors you know two and four road trip not too not too good eh, also not too bad either and the next nine of 10 games are going to be at home. Some home cooking. All right. So that's enough Raptors uh, talk. I got to ask you. So, Jay, you weren't uh, available on the last episode. But right after me and Dre talked, literally right after, uh, both the Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James uh, tussle, you'd say, uh, happened as well as a firing in Sacramento. So before we get through all that, I got to start with that fight. Let's, uh, you know, a Kendrick person already uh, put some some mud to the fire. There's no mass on a pass number two. It's none of that because it's no, true. You know, some this this game kind of you know sometimes you have a lot of passion. Let's say. When you when you saw that Isaiah Stewart um, and LeBron James were were going at it per se, what was your first reaction? Can I just get something off my chest first and foremost? Please, this is um, this is what I want. I wanted to talk to you guys about it. As much as Isaiah Stewart had every right to call out LeBron James on something that looked like a bit of a dirty play. Isaiah Stewart is such a shit disturber in general mm. and so dirty in general and so such a provocative player in general. He just likes to provoke and bother people all the time. So, you know, having said that, in this instance, I do feel like I, I would be upset too because, like, I mean, LeBron, like, hit him hard enough that he was, like, bleeding, but... This guy just likes getting under people's skin anyway. So mm -hmm. I don't know how much I could be like really taking what, you know, his reaction, his post reaction responses, how much I could put any validity to that type of stuff. Cause he, it's like this image he's trying to paint himself anyway. But um, having said that, okay, LeBron so hit him Jay, really Jay hard in the face. Let me just say that, okay, I, I see where you're coming from with Isaiah Stewart. I think that he is an aggressive player, but that's his style of play. No, but it's I also like in a way that like, you know how like Patrick Beverly will just like stand in a spot that he shouldn't just yes. to annoy someone. He does the same stuff. He does the same but, stuff. So, see, see, I think players know what they're good at, right? They, they have, uh, there's a certain type types of players just like know their roles kind of thing right mm -hmm. and I, I you know isaiah stewart is is definitely a enforcer you know per se i just think that the the reaction that came from getting hit in the face was a genuine reaction not because of what you know he's known for oh if yeah you get hit in the face lebron james or not if, you, you if anyone gets it. hit in the face, yeah, you you defend yourself, of right? Course. You defend it's, yourself. It's like, like the, the after reaction stuff, like like you know, like uh, ever since the incident being talked to afterwards. I th I think that's a little bit something else. But on the spot, LeBron hit him hard enough that he was like gushing blood. And again, like right. you said, it doesn't matter who did it. That's pretty bad. I don't know. Maybe LeBron was getting really bothered by him all game, but you don't pull a Ron or test. Oh, sorry. Uh, a, a Ron, what is it now? A, a, meta. a meta Artest? I don't know. I don't know what his name is now. <laughs> it was World Peace, but he changed it again. You don't pull that. Um, having said that, like Isaiah Stewart purposefully bothers people and tr is trying to be like that guy. So I I don't know. That should not have happened. But like, you know, the after effects stuff. Like I feel like I feel like he's just kind of trying he's like mm. trying to eat this up now, which is really bothersome. I don't know. 
84. So. He's played 84 career games. Sorry. If you want to be the next Patrick Beverly, if you want to be of that ilk, um, you, you need to get some experience in there because if you're mm. doing this at eight, in your 84th game and you're 20 years old, you're not going to be in this league. You're not going to see your 100th game or even maybe even not even your 85th game. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the difference between himself and the other, you know, well-known provokers in in league history, is that he just doesn't have the 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 experience there, right? And he's it's he's not like he's Shaquille O'Neal and, and dominating the paint, like he's he's got, you know, a he's great, on Detroit, <laughs> he's on Detroit exactly. Uh, so yeah, I it's it's unfortunate for for him because he's he's well on his way. And, and Dre, you already brought this up, but like he's this is not his first. You know, instance where he's he's been aggressive. Um, he's not going to be in the league for a long time if he continues down this path. Mm. Did you you did see LeBron kind of go to him afterwards when you saw when he saw like the aftermath, yeah. right? Because he you hit him in the face, um, and yeah, I, I feel like you are in LeBron. Not I'm not trying to defend LeBron. I'm just saying that you are responsible for your your you know how your your body you're responsible for your body if you're hitting somebody and you're not intentionally hitting the face I, I i feel like you are responsible for you know what came after it so which is a one game suspension his first suspension and i believe like i think he's about to lose like five hundred thousand dollars in this game regardless hmm. i think that lebron knew what he was doing but didn't intend to hit him in the face on Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart's part, I'd feel like if there wasn't any blood, I feel like it would have wouldn't have been as bad. I feel like because there was so much coming down from his eye that it looked really bad, and he knew that this. I don't know. Maybe it might have been like an opportunity to show his toughness. Maybe and against the best of his generation and LeBron James and again I, I feel like it, it definitely shouldn't have um, gone out of hand like that. However, I do feel like it was a genuine reaction after he got hit in the face. So I yeah, don't know like how you how you guys blood and like getting really yeah. riled up over it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Fair. So. This is the thing. Isaiah Stewart is suspended for two games. LeBron James is suspended for one game. This is the thing. They both play tomorrow against each other. Oh. Do you think I don't okay? I don't think I I honestly do think cooler heads will prevail. I don't think anything is going to happen. Uh, but I feel like the NBA should have seen this coming and, <laughs> and be like, you both are suspended for the games that you are going to play each other. You know, I feel like if there was ever a, a suspension rule that don't just suspend them for the next two games, suspend them for when they're going to play each other again. Is that a bad oh, rule? That's, that's smart, actually. I mean, I mean, it, it, it could backfire whereby, like, it, you know, they don't play each other again in the same season or, right. you know, something right. happens to that effect. But I, I kind of like that. That's my initial thought on that. There you go. Okay, so more news on LeBron. So after he hit a pretty big shot uh, against, I believe, the Pacers, uh, he yeah. did... It was the Pacers because it was the game was, where uh, uh, he uh, kicked the the people who um, said some really terrible stuff. Right. Out. So that's why he did what you're alluding to. I mean, okay, if the if it is true of what that that you know couple that's said, terrible. Good riddance. Get yeah. get them the hell. You don't out talk of about it. people. You the reaction. It, it, it by their reaction, it probably was what they said. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. none of us here are going to repeat it. Just know it's really no. bad. No, just never Absolutely. talk about. You really want to know? Just like get out of here or family. Leave leave family out of it, man. Like don't don't take it. Don't. It's a game. Come on. Okay. Anyways, well they they shouldn't even get any shine. So LeBron James hit a game or not a game winner. Maybe like a solidifying their position. The dagger. Game. Yeah, and he did the Sam Cassell. Kind of like a, a, an iteration, an iteration of the Sam Cassell, which we all know what it was. You know, the big kahunas. He got fined 15K. And Fred got exact same amount, 15K. Uh, do you think this was warranted, Jay, Dre? Well, first I, first off, the, the fact that this is findable anyway, it, it just is what it is. Them, them, them's the breaks. I think because 
uh, Fred Van Vliet's was like literally the Sam Cassell, whereas LeBron's was like <laughs> in slightly front, in front of Sam Cassell. <laughs> in front of yeah. Sam Cassell, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like a slight variation. Um, I guess that's why it's like a smaller fine. A lot of people would like to just say because it's LeBron James. I don't think it's that simple in this instance. Having said that, the way I see it, um, it's kind of like a parental advisory, ex- uh, you know, explicit content sticker. When you're a kid and you're told you can't listen to this, you really want to. I don't think this is going to be the end of this. I know it's been so many years since uh, it became findable to do so. But now that it's like seemingly kind of back in fashion and they can afford to pay these fines, I think you're just allowing them to poke the bear because it's hilarious. It's like, let me get away with this. <laughs> like, like they're going to pay these fines because they can. So I don't think that this is the end of it. As inappropriate as it is, again, if it wasn't finable, I wouldn't find it as funny myself. I think it's hilarious. It's so I juvenile, so. but because it's finable, I find it hilarious. Well, okay, but let, me, let me flip the question then to you guys. What if it was, it occurred vice versa? Like, what if LeBron did it first? And then a couple games later, Fred did it. Here's my prediction. Mm. Neither would be fined. Like I, my prediction is that really? my, my guess is that if LeBron had done this first, because it was against the Pacers, not in front of Sam Cassell, it was in the heat of the moment, tie game, all that fun stuff, whatever. Yeah. Because it's LeBron, my guess is he would not be fined. And then a couple of days later, Fred does it in front of Sam and the league's like, crap. We should have fined LeBron because now we can't find Fred for the same thing. That's hmm. what I you think. You know why? Because the league itself doesn't have big goons. There you go. There you go. Like, like LeBron did this and they're like, crap. We wouldn't have fined him, but we just did to Fred for basically the same thing. So we have to find him. You think that's I, what it is? I don't know. That's my conspiracy I, I, theory hat. I don't. Not not okay. I I think it's a it's a good conspiracy. I think that's it might be a good idea. However, I think that Fred's uh Cassell <laughs> uh was a little <laughs> bit more obscene than LeBron. No man, I, LeBron actually grabbed himself, no? Yeah, but but Fred like jaunted off the floor holding like <laughs> giant kahunas. Like that was different, man. Well, that I mean, was, he's got like, walk properly, I mean. <laughs> oh man that's okay and out of all of this out of all of this i agree with you dre this is not gonna end the celebration is just too good i can't wait see, to see it, more i you know what you're a 2k fan it, can you can you do can you do the sam cassell taunt oh my god i don't think so i haven't i haven't explored oh. all of the uh animations i don't yeah, uh, you never know. Maybe you can. I also don't have the latest one because my belief is, you buy one, you're set for like five to ten years until like you, you run out of like all of the players that you could play as. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, they're all the same thing except they add more sweat and a new roster. That's it. Like, so I'm good for <laughs> yeah. a little while. They might have it. I, I don't think so. They've got like a lot of other stuff. They should though. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. If you guys could, um, you know either in 2k or, or see it with with any nba player right now if you could see an old school celebration brought back um w- would there be any like for me Ooh. quentin richardson darius miles like the the, the oh, depth on the, the, on the, the headband tap, tap in on the head yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah, right yeah. That, that, i don't that mind seeing that um that I don't know if there's any that that you guys think can think of if it helps uh they've got like the uh vince carter revving the motor they've got that like the crank i it never like that I'll be oh, honest, yeah, I never liked that. No, it's be, it's because okay. I mean, uh, to me, I never liked it only because he didn't do it. He he started doing right after being a raptor. Yes, oh, so he, like, he, like he joined the Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. he started dunking. He started hitting threes and he started revving. And I, and then everyone was like, ugh. Of course, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Team. I'm yeah, the same. that's fair. That's yeah. fair. So it's like a PTSD <laughs> type thing. Kind of. That's that's I think too. Um, there was a. I think Vince Carter did it in like high school where he, <laughs> and also Kobe used to do it as well when he was, when he was younger, where he like dunked it and he like almost showed it like his wings or something like that. That was pretty cool. Oh, oh. Stromal Swift with the, the wings. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. The hands. Oh, Stromal Swift was pretty cool too. Yeah. Ooh, these were good. 
Or what about Nothing like uh, like Bill Lambier or like Isaiah Thomas with like the clothesline? Or is that not a celebration? That was their actual play. That was oh, okay. Actual play. Well, either way, yeah. I like it in the game. I guess Isaiah Stewart wouldn't have mind doing that either, right? <laughs> no, evidently not. <laughs> uh, good old, good old Detroit. Um, anyway, yeah. on to the next okay. order of business because this is starting to right. get really casual. <laughs> so speaking of clothes. Um, the Kings are a dumpster fire, and I feel bad. I feel because, like, I feel like Dre, Jay, both of you guys are are Kings fans in some way or some form. No, I don't, I don't like the Kings actually. No, okay. Well, I think I'm thinking more Jay because he because of the whole Chris Webber thing. Chris Webber, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kings yeah. are an absolute train wreck because they just. So speaking of which, they just fired Luke Walton, and I'm thinking that that was a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Why hire Luke? Walton? I was talking to my wife about this. Okay, Luke Walton was—I think he had his time in—he had a lot of shine when he was with Golden State because they won on like this ridiculous run, like a nineteen and old run, right? When he was interim coach because Steve Kerr had back surgery. The thing is, if anybody who friggin' coaches the Golden State Warriors is going to be fine, okay, they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So then he goes on to coach the LeBron James Lakers. Mm-hmm. And as a Laker head coach, his record was 98 wins and 148 losses. Ooh, that's terrible. He goes on to be a Kings head coach. And his record this year obviously wasn't very, I think it was like two and eight. Altogether, it was 62 wins and 82 losses. And I just feel like this was a clear indication of like, <sighs> I don't know if you're if you know somebody, then you can get the job. Like, what is that nepotism or something? Like, Luke Watson was never a good coach. He just had a a moment when he was good in Golden State because Golden State is amazing, and he also had a dad who played. Yeah, he's got. That <laughs> and he was name. also exactly. He was just just about a name, and I like why the Kings hired him. I have no idea. So all in all, I know this is the last thing we want to talk about, but did you have any thoughts when Luke Walton got canned? I'm going to take credit for this one. Uh, I called it kind of yes, when did. I was, yes, when I was manning the uh, Twitter account, I was like, it would be super ironic if Luke Walton gets fired after a loss to the Raptors and they hire a former Raptor in Doug Christie mm-hmm. or for, or a Torontonian in Roy Rana. Uh, almost happened. Nice. He did get fired after the game, uh, but who replaced him was Alvin Gentry. Oh, okay. It was rumored to possibly be Doug Christie, but ultimately they went with Alvin Gentry. Well, um, Alvin Gentry is yeah. just the interim coach. He's not actually head. Like, it's true. It could be- still be Roy Rana or, or, or Doug yeah. Christie. That's true. Mm-hmm. Having but um, yeah, yeah having, having said that, yeah, long time coming. And I'm, we haven't even touched on the, the, the horrible, no, the not so great things going on behind off the court with with Luke Walton and allegations and stuff of that nature. Oh, but, I've never heard of yeah, that. There, uh, well, th- th- let's just say there are, and this firing was a, a long time coming. It's uh, wow. not a good look. So, yeah. having said that, I mean, you can tell that it's bad when when fans are are happy. It's it, Kings fans themselves <laughs> are, are happy that it's happened, right? And uh, let's, let's be honest, the Kings fans fun. have dealt with like a fifteen year drought. So, when are they ever happy? True. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're it's, literally it's... vomiting on the court. <laughs> <laughs> that actually did not happen. His last game, like literally, yeah, yeah. as the, as a king size coach, the last game did happen. <laughs> did vomit on the court. Well, I, I could tell you this: one of the games after, because I didn't have an immediate reaction outside of, yeah, that was going to happen. <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, right. What was surprising, and I don't think Alvin Gentry's a brilliant coach himself, but. And I pose this question: That triple overtime ge- game with the with the Ooh, Lakers. Fair point. So, what would that have looked like with Luke Walton? Would they have come back up from a fifteen point deficit or whatever it was? Would they have had the stamina or the wits to have gone for that long toe to toe with a very well? I mean, it's an exhausted Lakers team. And again, this uh, this Kings team, this Kings team. They're not going to be fantastic, but they should be better than they are, and that's kind of what I'm trying to get at with this game. Um, if either of you caught it, what would have what would have that look like if Luke Walton was still here? Because let me tell you, it was a pretty intense, you know, like extra hour of game. 
Yeah, let's he, I, I don't think that's happening. I don't think they're beating the Lakers. Yeah. They're not taking him to one overtime, let alone three. And <laughs> that was a Lakers team that had LeBron, AD, and Russ all there Mello. in that game. Mello too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and and like, I mean, this is totally a, a tangent. The Lakers aren't that great. I, I will say that right of now. Of course, um, but they're better but than the still. Kings. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if Luke Walton was around, they're probably not being the Lakers. They're probably not even being the Blazers like they did the night before that. So, yeah, that's probably what ends mm-hmm. up happening, right? But they probably still lose to Philadelphia because Philadelphia is, is, is pretty good, even though they lost today to the Timberwolves. Yay, Dre. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I don't think with, with Walton around, I mean, he's just not trustworthy as a coach. And, you know, he or was, as a human being, apparently. I've got to look yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's had his – I think it's the highest – or highest or second highest salaried player on their team is Buddy Heald coming off the bench. I don't, I, I don't, I can see how that could possibly be effective because you're trying to bring up Tyrese Halliburton and, and DeAndre Fox, but like you're paying him. Or like, Darren Fox. And, he's, and then there is also uh, the minutes that he's not giving to Rashawn Holmes, like at near the end of games. Like it's, it's, it was a crap show. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully things turn up better with Alvin Gentry and, Sorry, long-winded answer. No, they would not be yeah. players. Shout out to our, our friends at Spread the Floor. They said it best. If you're already at a point where you say, hey, if you go on like a two or three game winning streak, then maybe you can keep your job. If that's already in the conversation, just fire the guy, right? It doesn't matter if you're going to be in a competitive three overtime win against the Lakers. If you're already at a point where you're saying, if you can do this, you'll keep your job. You shouldn't be in that job. That's Very what good I think. Point. Very good point. Right. So, yeah. so let's, you know, wish all the best to Sacramento Kings. I hate the fact that you guys are still the butt of a lot of jokes. You know, it's either Sacramento or Cleveland. Although Cleveland is pretty good, but yeah, again, I hope Sacramento gets back to the Mike, baby, Doug, Christie, Chris Weber kind of days. Those were fun days. Those were they were they should have won. They should have won that uh that championship. Those are fun man. days. Don't, don't do this if you're to me. a referee. <laughs> I'm just especially saying, if you're a referee. Those were very fun days. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, okay, that's a lot. That's a lot to to digest for this. Uh, this episode, but I'm glad we got back uh, all three of us because clearly we have a lot to talk about outside of basketball, of course. So it's good to talk to you, Dre. It's good to talk to you, Jay. But before we get going, Dre, where can we find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can follow my film editorial and review website, FilmsFatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. No spaces. My top 100 cinematic screenplays of all time is supposed to drop next week, Monday. And I'm getting into the crux of all of the award season films. So you're going to be seeing a lot of reviews uh, popping up lately. Uh, We also have a a film podcast on that site. It's called The K-Cut. And you can listen to that and hear a lot of cinephiles geeking out. Jay, where can you find... Sorry, Jay, where can we find you? Uh, Actually, I'm going to stick to you for a second. Uh, I'm one of the last people on planet Earth to have watched Squid Games. And I loved your review. So yeah, definitely check out filmsfatale.com for it. Oh, much appreciated. Uh, Sorry for the spoilers in that review. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can find me on on Twitter at Prozalosaurus. You can find my weekly column every Monday called The Wrap-Up, where I preview the games of the week. And you can also find this podcast on, on Raptors HQ, which is our home. And that's it for me, Jason. Over to you. Nice, man. You can find all of us on That's Red Pod on Twitter. And make sure to, you know, follow us there and and comment uh during games because you know we try our best to tweet during games but as you know it's a little bit hard to get all of us together but i tell us about your christmas tree you real christmas tree owners exactly is it does it really smell like christmas anyway so many questions but until then raptors are back home thank god that's a wrap